ஒருத்தம் So, with an invocation, we'll start the, uh, you know, uh, class. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Narayanam Namaskrityam Naram Jaiva Narottamam Devim Saraswati Vyasam Tato Jayamudiraye நிஷ்கிருத்த நாராயணாயேதிஜாதூரட்சரம்ஸ்லீஸ்ரீஸ்லீஸ்லீஸ்லீஸ்லீஸ்லீஸ்லீஸ்லீஸ்லீஸ்லீஸ்லீஸ்
ज्ञानांजन शलाकयां चक्षुरुन मिलितम्येनां तस्मै श्री गुरवे नमः नमाओं विष्णु पादायं कृष्ण प्रेष्टाय भूतले श्रीमते भक्ति वेदांत स्वामिन्मिति नामिने नमस्ते सरस्वती देवे गौरवाणी प्रचारिणे निर्विशेषा शून्यवादी पाश्चत्यादेशतारिणे जय श्री कृष्णा चैतन्य प्रभु निनंद श्रीअद्वैत गदाधर श्रीवासदी गौरभक्तवृंद हरे कृष्णा हरे कृष्णा 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 हरे 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 राम हरे राम 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 हरे हरे अहो नो श्या शारग निष्कृत यदा नारायणाएती जगाद चतुराक्षर The Vishnu Dutas continued, even previously, while eating, and at other times, the Sajamila would call his son, saying, "My dear Narayana, please come here." Although calling the name of his son, he nevertheless uttered the four syllables, "Narayana." Simply by chanting the name of Narayana in this way. he sufficiently atoned for the sinful reactions of millions of lives the very interesting uh, context uh, where vishnu dutas are preaching and establishing the power of uh, the holy name there are some few subtle points that these vishnu dutas are explaining which as practitioners we should be very carefully watching out for for sure the holy name has got unlimited potency and this unlimited potency works in unlimited ways but there are few underlying factors that have to be taken into consideration for us to get the real effect many a times we don't understand the underlying connect and we get carried away and confused with the process and we start blaming the supreme lord or the process when the expected results are not seen for example many a times we see smartas or even those who are karma kandis who are simply interested in the result of their procedural religious rituals but not understand the underlying siddhanta they may get sometimes frustrated 
if i commit an offense or commit a sinful activity then the associated prayas chitta the associated atonement should be logically associated with that if i slap someone and i go and ask sorry to someone else saying that this sorry should compensate that slapping it is very illogical i have slapped or harmed a person and i go and ask sorry to somebody else completely disconnected and in your in your head or in your calculation you think that because i said sorry because i asked for forgiveness i should be forgiven this is how generally people in this material world think to a larger extent those who come from traditional uh, ritualistic family background they think that okay i will go and put money in the hundi i'll go and uh, you know uh, do this prayas chitta maybe i'll do some you know so and so uh, atonement but so long as they are not conscious of the mistake or associated uh, you know uh, uh, wrong action they will not be able to be fully free the reason we need to understand this is that is why every time when we are doing an atonement when we are asking for forgiveness we should be clear for what action i am asking for forgiveness so then only you are you know totally cleared otherwise this cycle will keep going this is number 1 number 2 is that it's not only the action that you know you should also know the root cause of it sometimes i may know the action, i may know the cause okay i slapped someone and uh, i asked sorry so maybe i asked sorry the you know right guy so i should be forgiven okay you are forgiven but what if you are going to slap him again so if you are not analyzing the root cause of where this anger come why did i slap that guy why did i behave in such a manner then eventually you are going to be a you know repeat offender they are repeatedly committing a mistake and repeatedly asking for sorry so this is like a you know elephant taking bath elephant taking bath and you know then throwing the dirt on the body right after coming out of the bath it is becoming pointless so vishnu dutas are driving home some very interesting set of points number 1 they are saying how the holy name is powerful number 2 how an underlying intention of a person underlying situation of a person who chanted the holy name will have a you know proportionate impact and number 3 for those who are serious practitioners what they need to be careful about so all the three messages are coming out of this particular purport glories of the holy name is definitely glorious krishna is glorious but krishna is glorious depends upon the person who has a relationship with krishna prabhupad gives a fantastic example the cat holding a kitten the cat holding the rat so for the kitten that cat's hold is so soothing so enjoying so pleasing but for the rat the same claws the same you know place where the kitten were held is like a is a verge of a death so krishna is 
you know, glorious. Krishna's holy name is glorious. The process is glorious. But it is meant to be underst- understood from a, a very important context. For sure, anyone by any way, in any capacity, come in contact with Krishna, get some Sukriti. But this science of uh, Krishna consciousness, as explained by Acharyas, for us to get the right results, let us understand the science a little more deeper. So this particular chapter, wherein Vishnu Dutas are glorifying the uh, holy name, in connection with the holy name's effect on Ajavila, helps us in reflecting upon how one of us, each of us, should conduct ourselves in our journey in spirituality. Otherwise, we will be, you know, sometimes hitting the frustrated uh, note, saying that I have been practicing Krishna consciousness and no good has happened to me. So, we will turn this context through these three reflections. Number one, we will talk about the glories of the holy name as explained by Vaishnava, Vishnu Dutta. And number two, the underlying context, underlying mindset of the person or the situation of a person and how the holy name's effect is on that person. And third, with respect to the practicing devotee, how one he needs to be a little careful, little extra careful on certain quotients. If those extra careful quotients are not properly understood, then probably the desired results are not revealed. With respect to the glories of the holy name, I am sure it's a ever uh, uh, wonderful topic and ever green topic. How much ever we speak about it, how much ever time we speak about it, we are um, definitely not going to um, satiate on this agenda and it's ever going to um, increase our faith and attachment towards the holy name. It is very nicely explained in Keval Ashtakam. Keval Ashtakam is a song composed by one Gaudiya Vaishnavacharya, I forgot the name, wherein he is describing about the power of the holy name. He says, Abrahmastamba Paryantam Sarvam Maya Mayam Jagad Satyam Satyam Punaha Satyam so the first glories, we are going to discuss few glories. We are not going to discuss all the glories. We will discuss few glories. Of that first one is, Abrahma Stamba Paryantam Sarvam Maya Mayam Jagat. Which means, right from the very small, insignificant creature to the position of Brahma. Huh? All of them are bound by the um, effect of Maya. Uh, but one thing which is free from it, Satyam, Satyam, Punaha, Satyam. I promise, this is a promise, it's a truth. Puna Satyam, 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 Puna Satyam is, is a promise and promise and again a promise, again a fact. Hare Namaiva Kevalam. The holy name is the you know, the you know rescue and the shelter. And it is not part of any of the uh, uh, materialistic um, illusory things. 
So the holy name's power, the reason it is being powerful, the reason it is penetrating all the layers of superficiality is because this holy name is untouched by any of the material quotient. That is why Prabhupada always say, Golokera Premadana Hari Nama Sankirtana. So it is like, a, um, I'm not sure in your country, but in India it is like this. There are certain officers uh, who are definitely uh, into a special category um, status, wherein they cannot be uh, treated in a manner that the regular citizens are treated. Even though they may be within the geographical uh, locations of all other people, the rules and regulations applied on them is different. Especially the officers within the embassy, especially the officers on special duty from uh, uh, in a, a specific uh, uh, mission, especially there are, there are some officers who are on uh, a global uh, body. So they are all under, they are all given a special protection. They are all given special arrangements. The regular main course of uh, uh, rules and regulations won't apply them. They have been given special privilege. Of course, they have. They are supposed to be responsible in their act. They cannot do certain, uh, you know, uh, basic mistakes. But otherwise, in general, they are taken care of. Uh, they are shielded by so-called materialistic, so-called, uh, you know, bureaucratic um, situations. Similarly, holy name is a, a medicine which is uh, uh, which is unique and a special medicine that can cure all sorts of ailments which are otherwise uh, not cured by the regular course of medicines. And this Sarvam Maya Mayam Jagat, right from Brahma to the smallest insect, is a very important information because sometimes we take shelter, we latch on to those things which are, uh, which are temporary, which are um, um, also not not uh, relevant for everyone. So my first uh, reflections, first part is the holy name is the holy name that we are being blessed with, the Hare Krishna Mahamantra, and even otherwise, all the names of the Supreme Lord. They are so special because they are not part of any of this materialistic. The configuration, the con combination, and the attributes of the holy name has nothing to do with this material world. Second, Hari Sada Vasehitatra Yatra Bhagavata Janam Gayanti Bhakti Bhavena Hare Namaiva Kevalam. This holy name, while it is in itself so pure, but if few like-minded Vaishnavas, good-hearted Vaishnavas, good-hearted devotees, if they sit together and chant, Hari Sada Vasetatra, which means Hari lives in that place. Yatra Bhagavata Janam. Where my Bhagavatas are, you know, gathered together, and singing. 
ஹரிசைட்ஸ் is this power of holy name is such that it can actually create mobile dham because vaishnavas are mobile vaishnavas are traveling around and wherever vaishnavas go wherever they are going and preaching and wherever they are going and singing the glories they will be inviting the lord because the lord says he will be there and the lord is there that place is called vrindavan dham so from that perspective the glories of the holy name is not just limited to sound vibration it actually attracts it actually brings in it actually transforms that location to a spiritual abode and if anybody who enters the spiritual abode they are purified so that is why it is explained that whenever we are getting an opportunity we should be able to you know uh, it is very nicely explained the holy name chanting can be done in three ways one is by internally you know not not producing any sound internally like you know mantra the way we chant gayatri so we can chant the lord's name some of them in the form of a mantra internally not even producing any sound second is about japa in which we produce that much sound which we ourselves only can hear third is about kirtan where we are purposely singing so that others could hear and all the three are meant for three different purposes mantra is to help us qualify as well as uh, uh, be prepared for procedural work worship mantra helps us as a catalyst for a process sometimes mantras are by itself part of a process japa is for our personal sadhana and personal disciplined life and kirtan is for yuga dharma for transforming others life the idea is that by somebody performing kirtana so my second part of the first reflection is by somebody performing kirtana they just by loudly chanting hari krishna mahamantra they are definitely delivering the whole society at large because krishna will personally present in that location that is why you know uh, um, that is why narada muni when he is when he was asking the lord he saying that uh, you know when i want to meet you my dear lord where should i come and meet you he said don't come to vaikuntha i will be busy there don't come and search for uh, me in the yogi's heart i may be there once in a while but please come and see me wherever my uh, you know devotees are there nahamma sami vaikunte naha yogi hridaye ravau mad bhaktaha yatra gayanti tatra tishtami narada wherever and whenever my devotees are sitting and singing my glories i will be present in that place so this is my second reflection where uh, second part of the first reflection and the third glory of the holy name is that 
it's if by just chanting the holy name of the lord the the holy name has got a potency to bring us out of illusion and help us to be situated in reality because half of the time we are in illusion because we are subscribing to relative truths there is a fundamental uh, you know fault of all of us is that we hear from a relative source and not hear from an absolute source which will make us accept reality as illusion and illusion as reality i repeat because we are not hearing from an absolute source because we are hearing from a relative source what is happening we are accepting a reality as illusion an illusion as reality aho dukkham maha dukkham dukkha dukkataram yataha kaacharam vismritam radna harir namai vakevalam aho dukkham maha dukkham dukkha dukkataram yataha Um, it is explained that because of our material entanglement we are accepting reality as illusion and illusion as reality and holy name helps us in coming out of that otherwise what happens is that and the the secret behind this is we hear from a relative source and not from an absolute source what is relative source wherever convenient wherever uh, our uh, agendas are fulfilled wherever somebody is giving us some materialistic benefit so that is why we need to be very careful we need to learn to think beyond some temporary materialistic pleasure some temporary uh, you know uh, results then only we will be able to be properly situated so my third part of the first reflection is that how holy name helps us anyone who connects their life in holy name and they are able to uh, uh, put their entire lifestyle around the chanting of the holy name of the lord they will be less in illusion or tends to zero in illusion and they will be able to know at least they will know what is reality and what is illusion in their true sense rather than accepting reality as illusion and illusion as reality at least they will know this is illusion and i need to stay away from or i should be you know free from it and this is reality i should be learning to embrace them whether i like or not like and my fourth part of the first reflection is bhaktivinoda thakur's uh, you know uh, important prayer jeevan hoilo sesha na bajile hrishi kesha भक्ति विनोदोपदेशा एक बार नाम रसे मतोरे सो ही सेस योर लाइफ मे एंड एट एनी मोमेंट एंड यू हैव नॉट सर्वड द लॉर्ड ऑफ द सेंसेस ऋषि केसा सो टेक दिस एडवाइस ऑफ भक्ति विनोदा जस्ट वंस रिलीज द नेक्टर ऑफ द होली नेम 
so this is a song uh, by name gai gaura madhur shwari is the last stanza of that song the song is very instructive about the importance of chanting the holy name of the lord so bakivana tagur saying our life may end at any moment and we have not served the lord of the senses rishikesha so to begin that to be fulfilling that commitment to fulfill that uh, you know duty of a, a human to serve the lord of rishikesha lord of senses rishikesha then please relish once the nectar of the holy name bolo hari bol bolo hari bol bolo hari bol mane aanande bai bolo hari bol ha huh? so bakyuna tagur is singing a song mane aanande bai just by chanting the holy name of the lord you will get unlimited happiness ha huh? and that happiness is something that uh, you will not be able to define by any of the other external materialistic quotient because in the materialistic world our definition of happiness our definition of uh, enjoyment is something that we will uh, all through the all through the life people have been uh, you know trying for happiness uh, we we when we chant with blissful minds uh, we will be able to uh, attract the supreme lord birth after birth we will be able to you know get in happiness um, so hence um, our fourth reflection is that somehow or other we should make this as our daily routine so to conclude our conclude my first reflection the glories of the holy name about which every class we have spoken every time we have been repeating the same thing once again in this forum we are reiterating how holy name is glorious and i have identified four glories of the holy name which are uh, uh, very uh, obvious as well as uh, which are something that we need to contemplate on and these uh, these four glories are something um, even the most uh, a uh, simplest situation also we will be able there are no complicated procedures or a, you know a scenario that we need to get this accomplished so this is my first reflection the second reflection is about the idea of uh, the situation where in this purposeful prabhupad writes that how ajamila when he chanted his son's name all through the life there are several situations that he had chanted his son's name so there is a technical part that Aja, you know shila prabhupad is explaining about this chanting of the holy name and what is the technical part if the person who is chanting internally starting to think that i am chanting this to be free from my sins i am using this holy name to uh, counteract my sinful activities holy name definitely helps us in counteracting our sinful activities but just to counteract sinful activities so that i can commit fresh sins and counteract sinful activities then commit fresh sins with that propensity or with the propensity of getting some temporary results if somebody uses the holy name then he will not 
be uh, getting the real effect of it but in case of ajamila that was not the case so what helped ajamila is is innocence oblique quote and quote ignorance so sometimes this innocence and ignorance of course ignorance is not uh, glorified here but somebody who is unknowingly not committed any aparada knowingly anyway you are not supposed to commit aparada but in this case ajamila's case he has unknowingly uh, not committed any sins not committed any aparada because of which the chant, the name that he has chanted because the sound vibration equates to the sound vibration of the supreme lord's name he has been given the credit of a person who has cleansed all his sins so my second reflection hence is somehow or other we should be we should be able to register install and give this holy name to everyone's life who knows unknowingly if somebody has chanted the holy name of the lord without any expectations without any uh, resultant uh, benefit seeking if somebody chants the holy name of the lord then they will be completely transformed they would be getting the same result as that of ajamila that is why one set of preaching is about profusely without any restriction distribute the holy name of the lord of course when it comes to self introspection and refinement there are several additional points acharyas have given but to enroll someone to the school of holy name we have no no prayer criteria required just give out the holy name just give out the holy name and eventually the innocence uh, can be you know brought in or some sort of uh, information can be given so that the expectations on the holy name can be refined so otherwise just distribute the holy name of the lord profusely because who knows plants birds beasts human demons sinful people ghosts anyone who comes comes in contact with the holy name they get purified so my second reflection is about how when we are we are oblivious to the reasons of chanting the holy name we are just chanting the holy name for the sake of it there's a very famous story that shla prabhupada tells in a similar connection not in the same context that when a person is eager and his eagerness is very intense he can see krishna so there is a thief who used to regularly steal and uh, one day he was this thief had come to a bhagavatam class where the bhagavatam speaker was glorifying about krishna's beauty and when he was describing about krishna's beauty the thief was very attentively hearing he was describing about different ornaments that krishna was wearing uh he was explaining how krishna had a beautiful you know shark shaped earrings and how krishna had a beautiful necklace beautiful um, you know payal beautiful uh, uh, mukut so this guy kept on glorifying and uh, the thief got curious and curious and he started to very attentively hear the class to know where that person is residing 
And as a part of the class, that speaker mentioned that Krishna resides in Vrindavan Dham. And this thief started further hearing attentively to know how does one reach there and uh, how to call for him and uh, how he will be approachable. So the more and more his eagerness increased, even though it was filled with some, you know, agenda, but this eagerness alone was fanned and eventually he got to see Krishna. He went to Vrindavan, Prabhupada very dramatically, very nicely explains. So, he went to the forest, searching for Krishna, calling out Krishna's name, and finally Krishna came. Because, Prabhupada explains, this person had so much of eagerness. His eagerness was its, that's its epitome of eagerness. He immediately, you know, got the opportunity to see Krishna. And the process of being attracted to Krishna, because of conversing with Krishna, he got purified of his sinful propensities, sinful, you know, mentality. Uh, he got uh, completely purified. So, what we are saying as a second reflection is about, it is important to distribute the holy name. And it is interesting that the innocence in chanting the holy name is much, much more powerful than what we, what we could contemplate on. So, it is a, it is a glorious, uh, uh, glorious opportunity. So, those who are dis- distributing holy name, they get credit. Those who are receiving holy name, they get credit. Those who are surrounding this holy name, they get credit. And in this process, because of so many people are transformed, the impact of it will bring in a positive change in the society. And that way, how Hare Krishna Mahamantra is just not the uh, any other mantra, is a mantra for the, the Yuga. So that way, when we are able to... Uh, what Prabhupada is explaining here is very nice. When we are able to uh, chant without any intention of Solving a problem, we just chant. We may not have love, neither we may have an agenda. We just simply chant. We get the benefit. Not benefit for the immediate sins, according to the Vishnu Dutas. He sufficiently atoned for the sinful reactions for millions of lives. So, which is a very tall claim and uh, I mean, it's not just not tall claim. It's something that, uh, you know, we will be, uh, we will have to take advantage of it because uh, for us to independently work and atone for each and every sinful activities of ours, <laughs> by the time we are uh, cleansed of one, another one new one is getting added. So we need some sort of a mass cleaning, some sort of a, uh, you know, major uh, overhaul. And that benefit, the standing of the holy name of the Lord, chanting with innocence. And that is why Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is saying that Trinata Pisunichena Tarora Pisahishana Amanina Manadena. These four qualities, this third verse of Sikshashtakam, which Vishwanatha Chakravati Thakura says we should wear them as a necklace 
around our neck and constantly meditate upon them so this four qualities actually helps us in becoming an innocent fellow becoming a very simple fellow because by a person being humble tolerant respectful and not expecting respect from anyone we are trying to become a very uh, uh, gentleman very good gentleman and we do not have any tinge of uh, any motives and that will make us innocent that will make us uh, simple and we will be able to reap the real results of the holy name of the lord so hence my second reflection is that krishna consciousness is simple for simple minded krishna consciousness is very complicated for complicated minded and it is a very interesting combination by you chanting the holy name of the lord we will eventually go towards simplicity by we embracing simplicity we will be able to see the effect of holy name of the lord upon us so one wins us the other hence our duty is supposed to be somehow or other give holy name to anyone and everyone to whom we come in contact with anyone and everyone somehow make them chant the holy name of the lord somehow make them chant the holy name of the lord because if they chant in innocence the results are un, you know unlimited and unexpected so it is our duty and once somebody takes up this process got some results uh, then they will be able to um, they will be able to take advantage of it that is a small story that i heard before there was a king who had committed so much of uh, uh, sinful activities so much of sinful activities that all through his life he has been only uh, doing sinful acts so he had an untimely death and after his death he was sent to yamaduta for his punishment so when he was getting ready for being punished a sound came from the sky uh, saying the stop this guy cannot be immediately punished he has done some sukriti and for that he has to be given half an hour of heavenly stay what is that good thing that he has done on a so and so particular date he had gone to the flower flower garden and plucked the flower to be offered to his girlfriend krishna veni in his heart he was very innocent at that time and he thought that let me offer this flower to krishna veni and because of that innocence even though krishna veni was name of his girlfriend because his innocence and the chanting of the holy name or at least the chanting of the sound vibration of the holy name happened in unison so he got the benefit of becoming uh, um uh, he got the benefit of at least a half an hour of heavenly life so when everybody said that he should be given half an hour so this guy thought really ashamed oh my god just for inadvertently and that to calling my girlfriend's name not even thinking of uh, the lord i've been given this credit so the, the next half an hour when i'm going to be in the heavenly planet let me chant the name of the lord so he kept on chanting the name of the lord 
and after half an hour when he was uh, brought back they were deciding to punish him that once again the sound came saying that no he cannot be punished because the last half an hour he has he had chanted with innocence uh, thousand times the names of the lord so he should be given further reward so the story is very uh, simple which is to be told for the kids to impress upon them on the chanting the holy name of the lord but it is the true sense if you are able to innocently without any expected without any motive able to somehow chant the holy name then this same effect is going to be upon all the uh, chanters that is why prabhupada was able to um, attract so many american boys and girls because they were you know they were in one sense innocent in one sense they were ignorant in one sense they were completely uh, uh, completely in one understanding that this material world is not giving me any happiness and they were searching for real happiness so i want i want to conclude my second reflection by saying that in our chanting of the holy name of the lord the underlying situations underlying circumstances if we could keep it simple humble innocence then the effect is uh, multifolded the last but not least the third reflection which is about the responsibility of a practicing devotee the responsibility of a practicing devotee time and again has been told that when you commit any offenses then naturally the holy name or even the supreme lord will not be able to directly and immediately rescue that person for the supreme lord to rescue a devotee for the holy name to rescue a person he need to be free from offenses offenses can be cleansed only when we ask for forgiveness only when only when we have a feeling of paschatapa only when i have a feeling of prayasita only when i have a feeling of atonement and i am you know feeling repentance so the third reflection is about as a practicing devotee we should have the sense of um, sense of gauging what all mistakes i would have done and how i need to ask for forgiveness so one should be always ready to ask for forgiveness so that the real effect of holy name and association with devotees will be helpful upon us so in the sense of our practicing krishna consciousness someone may be chanting the holy name of the lord someone may be associating with the devotees of the lord but if they are not conscious about asking for forgiveness so that their real effect of this association and chanting will be very beneficial because asking for forgiveness is in itself a very powerful process because vaishnavas generally don't hold any grudge but asking for forgiveness is still important gopala chapal when he made a mistake against shiva's thakur Shiva's Thakur did not, you know, had any grudge against Gopala Chapel. It was Chaitanya Mahaprabhu who was upset over Gopala Chapel. Similarly, when we are offending a Vaishnava, the Vaishnava may or may not bother about get bothered about the situation, but the Supreme Lord is definitely bothered. So when we are asking for forgiveness, technically speaking, we are immediately forgiven because the heart of the Vaishnava is very, very, you know, clean and simple. so from that perspective our duty should be to be ready to ask for forgiveness from the supreme lord or sorry from the vaishnava 
or from, from anyone for that matter to keep our heart you know uh, simple enough so this holy name is uh, uh, chanted effectively if you are not ready to ask for forgiveness if you are not ready to you know uh, go to that extra mile to be introspecting and saying that probably if i have uh, uh, any um, any past you know past actions for which i need to i, I need to atone if i'm not you know, very about them if i'm not uh, conscious about them probably we will not get the necessary effect so hence the last reflection is as a practicing devotee we are we are expected to be a little bit more responsible and our responsibility should be seen in our readiness to ask for forgiveness in our readiness to introspect within in our readiness to identify our mistakes so that whenever we chant this wonderful holy name of the lord we are purified so these are the three sets of reflection from the current context wherein uh, the word simply chanting narayana is going to give us relief from uh, sinful reactions of millions of lives only when we understand these three aspects number 1 how powerful the holy name we discussed the uh, four effects of the holy name which is holy name free from maya holy name is the uh, you know um, medicine which has come from the spiritual world is free from maya and holy name is something which can uh, uh, purify us because when chanted amongst vaishnavas it creates spiritual embassies it creates temples it creates vrindavan dham it creates places where uh, when devotees stand loud the supreme lord you know manifests in that place and when holy name will also help us in being situated in reality and uh, identify us to stay away from illusion and finally holy name has to be chanted for us to be properly situated to serve krishikesha that is the best way to dovetail our senses and we have still not begun one so bhaktivinoda tagore is urging us to begin by you know chanting the holy name of the lord the second reflection is about our reflection on how the holy name has to be uh, uh, the innocence carrying around the holy name is very important for us to be innocent we better uh, embrace the shloka of prinapati sunitena karavati sahishnuna amanina malavena so that we don't hold any grudge we don't uh, hold anything against anyone and we are able to uh, chant the name of the lord without any expectations and without any material motives and last but not least as a sincere aspirant as a practitioner for us to become a responsible chanter we need to avoid offenses and one of the easiest way to be free from offenses is to ready to ask for forgiveness that is why vaishnavas gaudiya vaishnavas many times we have heard that they always use this phrase of holding the straw between their teeth which means they are always ready to ask for forgiveness unknowingly knowingly committed offenses can be forgiven even unknowingly committed offenses will have its effect so better that we are always be ready in the mood of uh, asking forgiveness so that the real effect of holy name can be seen without which uh probably we will have a delayed effect rather than uh, the effect that would have otherwise expected so thank you so much i will stop here if there are any questions or comments or reflections in this current context 
I'll be happy to respond. Or if there are, even if there are any critics, I'll be happy to you know, know them. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna, will you come up for now? All grace is so fast. Hare Krishna. Such a nice day. Your classes are so nectarian and so point by point. So it's easy to conceptualize and keep in our mind. And your friends are also deep and substantive. Your reflection and your realizations also for both studies. I have one question regarding the offense. So, Prabhupada has said about humility, right? Humility is not to be misunderstood as non-assert. We can be assertive, but the humility is not expecting adulation for oneself. Yes. So, we can be forceful in Krishna's service, keeping the adulation or self-adulation at bay. So, so in a situation, okay, in Gopal's time also, he met with his god brothers many times. So, so okay, so so these can keep on happening here and there in various situations. Sometimes to assert a siddhanta. We may have to uh, counter, of course, politely, to try to be polite, but as a Siddhanta is also Krishna's service. Uh, if we see in some situation that the Siddhanta is not being trampled, it's, shouldn't it be our duty also to, uh, to shouldn't it be our duty to uh, assert the Siddhanta? And in a way, uh, that, uh, that does, it, does that count as an offense? Uh, and no. also, uh, I mean, very valid question. I'll explain you with this uh, very uh, easiest way as much as I can. It's about the situation of uh, Prahlad Maharaj. Prahlad Maharaj never disrespected his father, but never once obeyed his father. So the idea is that, I mean, uh, if I can say this, don't misquote me. Humility or, you know, uh, in practice of Krishna consciousness, we are never ever allowed to disrespect anyone, come what may. But we always have a choice whom to obey, whom to uh, respond back, whom to clarify, whom to ignore. So whenever we are talking about humility, never once Krishna or Prabhupada or any Acharyas are asking us to be a dumbass. Just, you know, just go on nodding the head, say, yes, boss, yes, boss, and keep your mouth shut. That's not our expectation. Prahlad Maharaj, he never once obeyed his teachers, never once obeyed his father. But he never mm-hmm. once disrespected them. I guess uh, this sums up what should be our mood. You need not agree with uh, anyone saying anything. But that doesn't mean that you have an opportunity to disrespect or, you know, uh, demean them. Prahlad Maharaj, Jesus Christ for that matter, Jesus Christ, they crucified him. He is saying that I will accept everybody's sins, but at least now you, you guys realize. So the message here is that our humility is not our weakness. 
our humility is our strength in fact it is very difficult to deal with humble people jagadananda pandit and sanatana goswami they are speaking amongst each other so sanatana goswami at that time is having a, a very serious uh, skin disease so he was suffering like anything so he is in jagannath puri and is crying suffering with the skin disease and he is attributing the suffering to towards this past activities he said i wasted my time i wasted my intelligence i wasted my resources that is why i am suffering like this and uh, you know he was constantly was expressing his heart to jagadananda pandita so jagadananda pandit said my dear sanatana goswami if you are finding it so difficult please go to brindavan dam and kill yourself so somebody said this message to chaitanya mahaprabhu chaitanya mahaprabhu came and blasted you know jagadananda pandit said that what audacity you have to say this to you know sanatana you please understand in what mood he is saying whatever he is saying to cut the long story short sanatana chaitanya mahaprabhu embraced sanatana goswami and cured of his skin disease so when sanatana goswami expressed himself he expressed his situation putting himself in a humble state of mind so at that time humility is appreciated because when it is referring about about your own existence but when the same uh, situation where you have to go and clarify sanatana goswami has gone and shouted at rupa goswami when rupa goswami asked jeeva goswami to step out shouted meaning at least he went and you know questioned why are you asking jeeva goswami to you know when the pandit who came to challenge rupa goswami rupa goswami said that okay i declare you as a winner but jeeva goswami couldn't tolerate and when rupa goswami got to know that jeeva goswami did that rupa goswami became very upset and sent jeeva goswami out but sanatana goswami came and questioned that jeeva goswami did the right thing in the sense that he was trying to glorify you so please consider please try to take back your words he tried to kind of you know god character one other point i want to say is shla prabhupada using a very interesting phrase a vaishnava is as soft as lotus petal and he is as hard as thunderbolt so we need not sulk we need not be snubbed but at the same time we have to be very careful how do we conduct ourselves so you are being humble should not be your weakness you are being humble should be your strength so when jagadanath pandita and sanatana goswami were speaking like this at one place jagadanath pandita was saying my dear sanatana please don't be so humble my heart is you know breaking i am not able to tolerate your humility because what happens is that when somebody is humble it's very difficult because you know if you want to serve him they will not allow you to serve if you want to glorify him they will not allow you to glorify if you want to look after him they will not allow you to look after at the same time if they take the position of preaching and presenting about krishna they will not allow any nonsense to come over way so it is absolutely not considered as an offense if somebody tries to clarify establish preach the subject matter without disrespecting anyone the word disrespecting is something that we need to be careful about we should not at any point in time disrespect anyone because disrespect can harm uh, very significantly in our spiritual journey i am making sense prabhu 
Yeah, yeah. I think every time we have to uh, counter, uh, we have to uh, establish a counterpoint without any disrespect. Yes, yes. Very important. Even, 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 even if you disagree, our disagreement may not be even a shout or howl at somebody. Somehow we mix these two emotions. Because we, somebody disagrees, we suddenly... Uh, uh, you know, get into an agitated state saying that how come he is saying something which I don't agree? So we get agitated. So if he, if he, if he stay, you know, if he present also in the arms of mind, then even Hiranyakashipu couldn't handle, you know, Prahlad Maharaj. Finally, he has to surrender. So that's the message. Okay, any other questions or comments? Thank you, Prabhuji, uh, for a wonderful and excellent class today. Hare Krishna. Thank you, Prabhu. All glory to Allah. All glory to Shri Prabhupada and Guru. Hare Krishna, Prabhuji. Thank you for the class. Wonderful class. Madaras pranam to you. Shri Prabhupada ki jai, Guru Maharaj ki jai. So, Prabhuji, when you mentioned that the grass, uh, uh, that, that uh, you know, for the humbleness, they put grass in the mouth. Uh, right? So that yes. comes from this uh, Shishtashtakam. We should be humble well, like a blade of grass. I mean the understanding comes from the Shishtashtakam, right? That is one place. There are other places also. There are so many Gaudiya Vaishnava prayers which are uh, attributing towards uh, this mood of holding the grass between the teeth. This is a, this is a symbolic way of telling that I am your servant. If you go to Sri Vaishnava Sampradaya, in Sri Vaishnava Sampradaya, they used to, you know, greet each other as Adiyen. I think last class I mentioned. We, I am your Dasan, I am your servant. So everybody, every Sampradaya, if you go to, uh, you know, other uh, beliefs, there are different symbolic representations to say, I am humble, I am simple, I am ready, I am servant. So, uh, you know, in, uh, in somehow the way you are dressing is also going to communicate saying that I am your servant. So, uh, holding the straw between the teeth is considered as the most humblest way of expressing uh, one's humility. Where the source, Sikshashtakam prayer could be yes, because it is referring to, uh, uh, you know, Trinata Pisunichena. And also there are other uh, Prarthanas where uh, uh, Vaishnavas have exhibited, like the prayer Gauranga Karuna Koru, the one that we sung the other day, I mean, I, at least I kind of referred the other day. Uh, in that song also, Narottam Das Thakur is, uh, you know, taking a very, very humble stand. So, uh, yes, Mataji, yes, Mataji, it's a very important gesture. Also, Prabhuji, one more question. Uh, why did uh, Lord Chaitanya give only the eight Shishtashtakam and nothing else? He wanted to glorify his devotees. In fact, uh, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's duty was to... Uh, demonstrate the process of Krishna consciousness. So rather than uh, through his instructions, he thought that his actions are more uh, louder than his words. So whatever he wanted to do, you know, uh, write and give, he lived and shown. That's number one. Number two, that all his disciples, all his followers, they're so special. So he wanted to glorify them also. 
So that is why Chaitanya Mahaprabhu made Ramananda Rai speak about science of Krishna consciousness. He made Gopalapata Goswami write about the procedures of devotional life. He made uh, Haridas Thakur to speak about the holy name. He made Rupa Goswami to explain about your devotion service. He made every, different, different people present different, different things. That way he brought the glories out of them and uh, he glorified them in turn. So, uh, Mahaprabhu, if you remember our verse on Adilila, chapter 3, text 21, he said that what I have to give instruction, I have given in my earlier, earlier avatar. So all the instructions are given. I am not going, going to give anything new. Now my instruction is I am supposed to apply and demonstrate how to apply. So that is a very prominent reason why he didn't take any endeavor to write or give any specific set of instructions. Having said that, several conversations of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu amongst several devotees, like for example he has given instructions to Rupa, Raghunath Das Goswami, he has given instructions to Gopalapatta Goswami. He has given instructions to, you know, uh, Rupa and Sanatana Goswami. So all these instructions are in itself uh, instructions you, you can compile and ab- uh, apply it in your life. He may not have given in terms of any form of a book or anything because uh, uh, he has personally felt that he has already given what he has to give. But even if you wanted to go further and derive some more lessons, all these conversations are in itself education for us. Yes, Prabhuji. Thank you so much. Uh, you know, these uh, Shishtashtakam are really, really wonderful. We should read every day in the morning and it should be like part of our bhakti. Yes. Very nice. And thank you so much for emphasizing on the chanting on the holy name and give a story, uh, you know, and all this emphasis on the chanting is, uh, you know, so important. Like, you know, yesterday I was traveling and I had to take my mother to uh, this place. There was a beggar on the road, on the road, and somehow he was very close to my window. So, you know, he was expecting me to give some uh, money to him. So then I uh, put my, you know, window down and I said, I, I said, why don't you chant? So he chanted, like, you know, and uh, then I, I, didn't, I didn't happen to have any card, so I was on like a longer red light. So I wrote down the mantra, and he was so happy to have that. He says, oh, I don't want anything from you. So I was so amazed, uh, you know, that there's some people uh, like, you know, who are there at that very moment and you tell them to chant and they chant so cheerfully and they, they don't want any money or anything that time. So, you know, like um, I had also heard that our Guru Maharaj always says that, you know, wherever you are, whoever you meet, give them the holy name, you know, whether it's a gas station or anywhere. I'm just trying to make it as a habit, you know, because sometimes... We are so caught up with our busy schedule that whoever we meet, you know, we tend to just ignore and go, uh, you know, next time, next time. So, but yeah, like whoever we come across, because in USA, we don't come across many people. We'll go to the gas station, we'll go to the store, store, everybody's busy in buying something or the other, you know. And, Mm. uh, but yeah, so whenever we can, we should give because when we give, it's uh, more uh, nice for us. And uh, we can grow more in our bhakti and Krishna will be happy. So, thank you, Prabhuji. Thank you so much. Anybody Super. else? Super. Very nice. Fine, Prabhuji. <laughs> uh, because I forget Guru Maharaj's instructions and then, you know, I tend to remember and then, uh, you know, then I try to follow for some time. Then again, I forget. So, uh, anybody else has any uh, question or comments for Prabhuji? Otherwise, we can end the call.
हरे कृष्णा प्रभु वेरी नेक्स्टेड इन क्लास थैंक यू प्रभु ऑल ब्लस प्रभुपाद प्रभु जी somebody asked me the question uh, that uh, what about when the cow dies uh, they they go to the the next birth as what um there is a preset uh, you know journey of different species i may not know exactly what is the next species that cow has to take but cow has to go through uh, some other uh, higher form which is i think uh, you know some people are saying that uh, it could be human i do not know i am not an expert in this uh, topic because it is said that uh, the prior birth to human actually human takes birth uh, from the previous either it has to be from another human life to continue the leftover uh, karma or it has to be by the natural evolution in the previous li- previous life is some sort of a species uh, i don't know exactly so i do not want to speculate uh, but if a cow dies uh, unless and otherwise uh, it's an extraordinary situation where the cow hears the chanting from a bona fide source of bona fide arrangement they may have to go through the natural uh, evolution once ramanujacharya was in uh, shrirangam ranganatha swami temple so he was accompanied by his uh, servants uh, actually uh, there is a place uh, called pushkarni that's a very interesting pond in ranganatha swami temple if you have been to shrirangam just right next to lord rama's altar there is a small pushkarni and uh, when ramanujacharya threw the mahaprasadam uh, morsel of mahaprasadam inside that pond the fishes in the pond ate that mahaprasadam and right in front of everyone's eyes the fish got forehanded and went back home back to god so there are extraordinary situations the past time of uh, you know vaishnavas are so special that sometimes they may be able to elevate a soul from the current state to a completely transcendental state but otherwise by natural evolution they go through the you know set procedure prabhu thank you prabhu ji appreciate hare krishna hare krishna